Okay, folks, here is the fixed version of my live stream from earlier today. Those uh, on the replay could not hear the audio of the clips I was playing. Very strange. I won't get into what that's all about, but here you go. It's now been fixed. Welcome to the BCP podcast. This is the open source news edition. Uh, This is a live edition for Monday morning, March 13th. Welcome to the show. If you're not aware of my background, uh, let me tell you, I am now going to put on my banker hat or my banker's glasses. Actually, I don't wear glasses. These are reading glasses, but they make me look smarter for those of you watching this. Now here, let me say all this to say, I still like to say this. I have a degree in economics and am a retired banker. I walked away about three years ago from the finance industry. I've been in retail banking having worked for Bank of America and Wells Fargo at the retail branch uh, management. I've been a VP of an FDIC insured bank, and I've been an investment banker, and I've had my own finance firm. I My career was in finance uh, and lending uh, and investment banking. So that's what I know. So I'm going to break down to you what we have going on right now with the banking crisis from a retired banker. Does that sound fair? Uh, let's get into this. Yesterday, we had Janet Yellen on Face the Nation. She said this was early in the morning yesterday, and what she said already isn't aging very well. Your counterpart in the United Kingdom has said that the government there has ruled out a bailout of the UK arm of Silicon Valley Bank. Have you also ruled out that kind of government intervention? Well, let me be clear that... Um, during the financial crisis. Once again, this is Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary. The same woman who in 2021 was saying that the inflation that we were seeing in 2021 is transitory. And I was telling you that she was absolutely bold-faced lying. There's no way it could be transitory where everything that was contributing to the inflation in 2021 wasn't transitory, wasn't uh, temporary. These were permanent forces, and therefore, our inflation would remain non-transitory. And I said that, and I'm not, I don't have a, a doctorate in, in economics, so this is the person we're supposed to trust. Um, there were um, investors um, and owners of systemic large banks that were bailed out and we're certainly not looking and uh, the reforms that have been put in place means that we're not going to do that again but we are concerned about depositors and are focused on uh, trying to meet their needs okay we're not going to do that again we're not going to get when i first heard that i'm like we're not going to get involved again we're not going to have bailouts we are concerned about depositors okay all right, so let's. Uh, this is the, the the latest news. I'm going to give you the latest news. Uh, let me give you a roadmap of what I'm going to be doing on this live stream. We're going to look at there was the another bank failure. We're going to look at what Biden had to say, how they're blaming Trump, uh, the Trump curse for what his banks. We're going to get into and the truth about why the first bank, SVB, failed. Why Signature Bank failed. And should you be worried? So let's get into it. Uh, Another bank failed. Breaking overnight, financial organization HSBC buys part of Silicon Valley Bank after it collapsed. 
HSBC buys part of Silicon Valley Bank after it collapsed. It's actually um, HSBC over in Europe is buying the SVB uh, portion of the bank over in the UK. So this is over in Europe, not the United States. Meantime, Signature Bank, which is based here in New York, also collapsed and is now in the hands of the FDIC. Okay, we'll get into that. Okay, Signature Bank failed. Signature Bank failed as well. Good job, Joe Biden. Two large banks failing on your watch. All by design, folks. If you're new around here, this isn't by accident. This isn't bad policy. This is by design. Oh, we're going to get into the Bidens and banking uh, in this episode as well. So strap in. We're going to go through a lot of information. But let's start off with this. Let's take a flashback a couple years to January 12th, 2021. Okay. This was a excerpt from Real Estate Weekly. For the first time in its 20-year history, prominent real estate lender Signature Bank has issued a comment on the nation's politics with a call for President Donald Trump to resign. We have never before commented on any political matter and hope to never do so again. So the New York-based bank led by Joseph D. De Paolo. However, as Americans, we are deeply, deeply saddened by the rioting and insurrection that took place in the most sacred American institutions, our United States Capitol. As well as closing Trump's personal account, the bank, Signature has also warned it will not do business in the future with any member of Congress who voted to disregard the Electoral uh, College. So if you recall, Signature Bank once had a very close relationship with the Trump family. And Ivanka even served as the bank's uh, uh, served on the bank's board of directors from 2011 to 2013. But they severed their ties with uh, President Trump over January 6th, which we're now finding out was a well, we're not now finding out if you've been watching this show. But more importantly, my other show. BCP Unfiltered, which is not on YouTube, but everywhere you can watch that show everywhere else that I put up my uh, my information, just not on YouTube. We've been showing footage and breaking down what really happened on January 6th, the last couple of years, and we knew that it wasn't the violent insurrection that was sold to us. But on that pretext, uh, Signature Bank cut off their relationship with the Trump family, and two years later, the bank has collapsed and uh, within the last 24 to 36 hours has been taken over by regulators. Maybe that's just an irony. All right, let's get into what Biden had to say this morning. We found out yesterday that the Fed was going to cover deposits for from SVB and Signature Bank for all the depositors. And that, and that this morning we were going to get word from Joe Biden on that. So it already was announced. Don't worry. Your money is going to be safe. Joe Biden is going to explain, explain how, hey, we're the government and we're here to save you was going to take place this morning, which it did. Uh, it just finished a little while ago. So let me uh, break this down for you. By the way, RBC and PNC were in talks to get Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, that's Royal Bank of Canada and PNC Financial Group. Uh, they had showed interest, uh, but on Sunday, yesterday, uh, they had changed their mind and had withdrawn uh, from the uh, the auction and were no longer uh, interested. So, um, which raises a question, of course, right, of foreign foreign banks bailing out our American institutions. All right, here's Joe Biden. Joe Biden came out, jogged out. I watched it, it was hilarious. Kind of jogged out, went to the podium, 
talked for like four minutes, two minutes of it was gobbledygook. And then he took off, uh, wouldn't answer questions. So let me get into the, uh, the points that he said, and let's analyze each one of them and see if they're valid or not. First, all customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured. I want to rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. Today, Monday. I've seen a whole bunch of memes, memes, okay, just memes uh, uh, on Twitter and other places uh, that just take this clip. Um, you know, you have your money. That includes small businesses across the country that bank there and need to make payroll, pay their bills, and stay open for business. No losses will be, and I'm, this is an important point, no losses will be borne by the taxpayers. So I also have a bunch of memes that show this and uh, are financial institutions okay? Uh, and people are saying, go take out your money. <laughs> In other words, no one believes anything Biden says, and the exact opposite is what a lot of the memes uh, on the internet are saying is whatever Joe says is a lie and you should do the opposite. Okay. So uh, it's, it's really weird. Uh, these are like, uh, these are like a dollar 50 reading glasses. <laughs> I don't wear glasses, but uh, you know, anyway, what do you guys think of the look to make me look like a banker? Let's get back to Biden and his other points. Let me repeat that. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Instead, the money will come from the fees that banks pay into the deposit insurance fund. In other words, the, the fees from the FDIC fund are, are going to be covering the losses. Now, I have to dig into that because I don't. Um, could they? Well, I guess they could cover that for these two particular banks. But would that be enough to cover all banks and losses? What they're trying to do here is shore up support for the bank, not just these banks, but banking institutions as a whole. Now, there's not enough money in those fees and funds to cover every bank run possible. Because of the actions of that, because of the actions that our regulators have already taken, every American should feel confident that their deposits will be there if and when they need them. Second, the management of these banks will be fired. Okay, well... Let's just pretend we all, we all believe that the government is the right institution to come in and save these banks and run them. That would make sense. You you would in a private setting. I I worked in mergers and acquisitions, right? You come in and you buy a distressed asset. You distra you buy a distressed company that isn't doing well or is underperforming. So a bunch of guys get their their capital together with a private equity group or whatever. I worked mid-market uh, investment banking, 100 million uh, companies worth 100 million or less. I work for a, a niche uh, investment banking merchant acquisition firm. So you, 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 they're underperforming and a competitor or someone in their same space can use economies of scale to grow that business. They come in and they fire everyone from that business, uh, essentially, or, you know, the, over time, you let go of the other people when it's uh, generally right away, but when it's underperforming, like why would you keep the people that were sinking the ship in charge of the ship to hit an iceberg? It doesn't make any sense. So that makes sense what Joe Biden is saying. But once again, but then it's going to be run by the government. And we know how inefficient the government is in running any business. Look at our fight over the debt ceiling. If the bank is taken over by FDIC, the people running the bank should not work there anymore. Third, investors in the banks will not be protected. Okay, agree. 
you will hardly ever hear me say I agree with Joe Biden. Uh, but this this is a valid point right here. They knowingly took a risk. And when the risk didn't pay off, investors lose their money. That's how capitalism works. Yeah. Risk reward. Now, I don't know if that's going to be true or not. Just as I'm pausing this, I don't know if uh, Joe Biden is lying because right when I'm pausing this, he is squinting his eyes, but it could be he's trying to read the teleprompter. Third, investors in the banks will not be protected. So the investors are not going to be bailed out. Totally agree with that. Why should we be uh, bailing out investors? By the way, I don't have it here in front of me, but I, I saw that there was millions of dollars. I want to say about 30 millions of dollars invested in SVB for a pension fund in Sweden. So love you, my Swedish brothers and sisters. Missy, I was there a few months ago in Stockholm and the outskirts of Stockholm. Beautiful country. If you're part of that pension fund, that money just went bye-bye. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I don't have anything to do with it. I just feel bad for those that are exposed. But there is that risk factor in investing. And fourth, there are important questions of how these banks got into the circumstance in the first place. Okay. All right. So this is where this is where the this is where I need to do some fact checking and debunking. There, now Joe Biden is going to go into what caused all of this. Let's listen to what he has to say, and then I will debunk and give you the actual truth of what happened. We must get the full accounting of what happened and why those responsible can be held accountable. In my administration, no one, in my no one is above the law. No one is above the law, Joey. No one is above the law. Then why are you still there talking and not being held accountable for all your crimes? Hey, let's just start off with having classified information. How about being very cozy with the enemy? And I'm talking China. Uh, but we'll get into that some other time. Well, actually, we're going to get into a little bit of it probably at the end of this uh, live stream. So right there, another lie. No one's above the law unless they're Democrats or Biden folks. Let's not forget that Sam Bankman-Fried who was responsible for the FTX failure, which have left a lot of people exposed. His little hiney is not in jail. He is currently getting to play Xbox and send secret messages and tamper with witnesses from the cozy basement of his mom and dad. While January 6th protesters are languishing in the DC gulags. So yes, there are some people who are above the law. And finally, we must reduce the risk of this happening again. During the Obama-Biden administration, we put in place tough requirements on banks like Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, including the Dodd-Frank law to make sure that the crisis we saw in 2008 would not happen again. The Frank Dodd. Okay, why is he saying that? Because already, by the way, after he said that, he uh, he just marked after he started to say he just marched out. President, what do you know right now about why this happened? And can you assure Americans that there won't be a ripple effect? Do you expect all the banks to fail, Mr. President? Should all depositors be protected at all banks? All right, thank you. While well, you heard all those questions, that was him just waddling over to the door there and walking out, totally ignoring the press and the American people. Now, if this were President Trump, he would have answered those questions. He would 
you know, I don't think necessarily President Trump would have been in this situation. Well, he wouldn't have been. And I'll, I'll tell you, we'll get to that. You'll see why. Inflation has a big portion, a big part in, 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 the, in the bank failure. Okay. So we had record low inflation under President Trump. So this probably would not have happened. And President Trump would not have been in this situation. But had he been in this situation, he would not have run out uh, like a yellow-tailed, uh, scared little bastard. He would have actually sat there and spoken to the press and talked to the people. But why is why did Joe Biden bring up the Dodd-Frank regulations? Well, because the narrative that you're going to hear today is that this is all Trump's fault because they repealed and with their new regulations the Dodd-Frank Act. This is May 2018. The legislation I'm signing today rolls back the crippling Dodd-Frank regulations that are crushing community banks and credit unions nationwide. That's the clip going on around social media right now going, well, here it is, the moment in 2018 when Donald Trump removed the Dodd-Frank regulations that would have prevented Silicon Valley Bank collapse. And that's what you're going to be seeing. That's what I'm already seeing out there. They were in such trouble. One size fits all. Those rules just don't work. And community banks and credit unions should be regulated the same way. And you have to really look at this. They should be regulated the same way with proviso for safety as in the past when they were vibrant and strong. But they shouldn't be regulated the same way as the large, complex financial institutions. And that's what happened. So President Trump clearly said in 2018, yes, we should have regulation. This, the, the regulation, the small banks shouldn't be hampered and disadvantaged by having to have the same regulations as large, complex banks. President Trump did not say that banks should not be regulated. Uh, and that's what's going on here as far as the blame game when it comes to President Trump. So let me get into very quickly in layman's terms, explain to you, first of all, let's talk about uh, Silicon Valley Bank, okay? Very, very simply put, they were investing, uh, they were giving loans to a lot of startups and venture capitalists, risky new untested businesses, okay? And, oh, I'm sorry. Let me mention one of the uh, one of the big reasons uh, of what's going on in the banking institution as a whole. Uh, back in uh, on March 26, 2020, so we're coming up on almost three years ago, the Federal Reserve announced that they were reducing the reserve requirement ratio to zero percent across all deposit tiers. Now, obviously, this was uh, two weeks after we were to voluntarily. Uh, locked down in, in an effort to uh, flatten the curve. Two weeks later, the FDI, uh, the, excuse me, the Federal Reserve System, let me, let me make this clear, the Federal Reserve System said the, uh, bank reserves go to zero. And what reserve requirements are, simply put, is when you put $100 in the bank and the bank reserves puts 10% of that in the FDI, in the Fed, as a reserve, and then they can lend the other $90 out to make money on the $100 deposit. So there was a reserve requirement, a ratio, a percentage of their banking money that they, the, the, the deposit took in had to be put 
at the Federal Reserve as a a portion of the money that came in had to be reserved and that was their reserve requirement. So $100 in, $10 of that had to be liquid so that if you came back to take the money out, they had money in the Federal Reserve to pay you. That's how it's supposed to work. It's, you know, fr uh, fractional um, reserve banking has, it, it's, it's been problematic, not just uh, this past uh, weekend. So what happened was this went to zero. Now people are going, oh, this happened under President Trump. Once again, it's all President Trump's fault. This was a Federal Reserve policy. And the president doesn't have power over the Federal Reserve. That's a problem with the Federal Reserve. They are literally a mafia within our government that's privately held and owned. Uh, don't be don't be fooled by the Federal Reserve in the Federal Reserve system. It was all a sham pulled under the uh, pulled over the American people in the dead of night, secret island meetings and what have you. And this is where we're at. Okay, so part of the problem was the. Uh, zero, zero reserve requirement that happened in 2020, okay? And a lot of other regulations happened. And it's funny, it was this past month and this month where a lot of services were supposed to go back to normal. So that's part of the problem. It just didn't, the, the reserve funds weren't there. Now, as far as, as far as SVB, and I appreciate your patience here, folks. There's a lot of information that I have here and I'm trying to, in a live stream without any notes, articulate this to you, but I want to keep this very simple. SVB uh, failed because word uh, got out that they were trying to raise money. Why were they trying to raise money? Well, what happened is they put a lot of their money in treasury bills, in, uh, in T-bills and what have you. Now, look, th those are safe, right? Because they're backed by the full faith uh, of the government. But what happened is inf inflation is so high uh, and Interest rates, more importantly, have raised so high that the interest rates have raised so high that when they bought these bonds, when the interest rates were based on lower interest rates, all of a sudden, when they went to cash in these treasury bills to have liquidity, they were losing money on that. When interest, excuse me, when uh, when the interest rates are high, then all of a sudden, the treasury bills you had before based on lower rates aren't as good as the, or aren't as valuable as the higher rates. So they were in a, in a liquidity uh, crunch there, word got out, and then there was a bank run. Now, as far as Signature Bank is concerned, what happened with Signature Bank is they, from what I'm understanding right now, it's just not coming out. They were, they were a big real estate, but they're a uh, real estate lender. And what's happening, real estate is not doing too well, right? It's, a lot of it's going to be is, is overinflated. People were buying high. There is going to be somewhat of a housing bubble. It should not be like 2008 because there's a lot more fixed loans. It was it, it, There was a lot less hanky-panky than there was in 2008 with a lot of liars loans and stated uh, asset and income loans and what have you. But the, the high interest rates are making it so that less people can buy houses or you buy less house for your money because your payment is higher for the same amount it would have been two years ago or even last year or early last year. So that's going to cool off the housing market. So they're going to have a lot of these loans on homes that are worth less than they lent on. We're, we're talking about Signature Bank. And a big thing, too, is they were a big fi financier of crypto. And this is not an anti-cryptocurrency thing. I'm not going to get into cryptocurrency. 
but let's just say I'm not against cryptocurrency like a lot of other people are. A decentralized uh, cryptocurrency is not something you're going to hear me rail against. It's, it's just something that uh, that I've talked about in the past, but we're just going to keep it at that. But uh, there is risk in cryptocurrency, and they had exposure to that. So once again, uh, they had this liquidity issue. Not President Trump's fault, not the rollback of uh, Dodd-Frank. Okay? So now you know what's going on there. Uh, Tom Fitton of the great uh, instit uh, institution uh, said the uh, following. Uh, he's a president of Judicial Watch. He said, hey, everyone, you thought that only banking deposits up to $250,000 were insured? Wrong. Biden gang just effectively deemed taxpayers to be liable for insuring all bank deposits with no approval by a constitutionally pesky Congress. And uh, another div diverse hire from Biden, the director of the Office of Management and Bush, uh, Budget, Shalanda Young, was on Southern Union uh, CNN yesterday, and she could not even uh, assure people that after Signature, the second largest bank collapse uh, in, in the U.S., well, that would actually be SVB, but Signature being the, the, uh, the second one over the weekend, she was asked this, and here her answer was from the school of Corrine Jean-Pierre. So you can tell the American people this morning, because I think this has caused a lot of concern, uh, that the U.S. banking system is safe and secure. I think the, the voice here uh, is our Treasury Secretary, who is our lead and working with regulators. That's the appropriate uh, person. So in other words, trust Joe Biden and Janet Yellen, who said in 2021 that inflation that's crushing and killing all of us, was transitory. Uh, we should listen to here and who's tracking this the most closely. Um, but again, what I will say is after the financial crisis, the reforms put in place um, have given regulators more tools um, and our system uh, is more resilient uh, and the foundation stronger because of it. Again, Joe Biden said it, so it must be true. Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. That's the propaganda you're going to be hearing. Well, Joe Biden knows a lot about banking. Let's uh, let's wrap this up with this information. Here is uh, James Comer, House Oversight Committee Chair, with Maria Bartiromo. But let me move on to the work mm -hmm. that you've been doing. It's been a couple of weeks since we've spoken, and you've been digging in on the business of the Biden family. What have you learned? Well, we've had a very good two weeks, Maria. We are finally having people cooperate with us. I think we all know the Biden administration stonewalling. Janet Yellen, Yellen is stonewalling, not turning over the, the bank violations. The bank violations. Janet Yellen. I'm bringing this all to conclusion, folks, to show you the absolute corruption of everything going on here. Whether you're going to run and pull out some cash from your bank account, that's going to be up to you. I've always maintained that you should have cash reserves as well as other reserves as well. Now, there were the suspicious activity reports that were reported on the Bidens for a whole bunch of transactions that were suspicious that were reported at the bank level. And this is what James Comer and others are trying to get at. And they've been stonewalled and ignored and fought on the transparency of what the Bidens were up to. But now there's people coming forward to talk to James Comer about these activities because they're not getting cooperation internally 
from all of these bastards in the government covering for the Biden crime family. But fortunately, since we've last spoken, we actually have bank records in hand. We have individuals who are working with our committee. Okay, folks, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad from what James Comer is saying here. Uh, in the last two weeks, we've met with either these individuals personally or with their attorneys. Uh, and th that would be four individuals who had uh, ties in with the Biden family on their various schemes around the world. So now we have in hand documents that show just exactly how the Biden family was getting money uh, from the Chinese Communist Party. And, and I will tell you, it's as bad as we thought. It's as bad as we thought. Check this out. Maria, it's very concerning. And, and in a way, I, I'm kind of glad that the, the Biden attorney, Abby Lowell, and the Biden administration has been stolen while on us because when I requested that information two weeks ago versus today because of what we have in hand now, uh, we have a lot stronger case in court for why we need these documents that the Biden family is withholding and that the government's withholding. So they have unintentionally helped our case in our quest to, to get these documents to where we can give the American people the truth and the transparency that they deserve uh, yeah. out of the, their leadership in Washington. It's as bad as we thought. They have information from four individuals who had ties to the Biden family and their various groups around the world. So now we have in hand documents. We have in hand documents that show how the Biden family was getting money from the Chinese Communist Party. And that is the guy that's saying, uh, don't worry about the banking system. We're not going to bail you out. Everything is well. Now, let me end with this last thing, putting a bow on it. Silicon Valley Bank also provided massive amounts of capital to Chinese tech firms. So China Joe, the FDIC, and the Federal Reserve are billing out SVB, which I reported before, gave huge amounts of money to Biden, Pete Buttigieg, and mostly Democrats, like 92% of the money went to Democrats. And Joe Biden was getting money from China, which can be tracked via bank deposits. And now we're going to bail out a bank that was using American deposits and investors' money and other international investors as well to fund capital uh, to give capital to Chinese tech ventures. Oh, and it's also reported over the weekend, they want to use the Inflation Reduction Act money to help the Chinese industry, uh, EV and battery industry. Someone please tell me that Joe Biden isn't compromised by the Chinese government, but prove it to me by his actions. And I just proved to you by his actions that he indeed, he indeed is. Thanks for being here, folks. Wanted to concentrate on that. That's the big news. We'll be covering other politics and news throughout the day. Make sure you subscribe to this on YouTube. Share this on social media. Also, don't forget to check out my other show, BCP Unfiltered. We'll have an episode for you later this uh, afternoon, evening, as well as our sister channel on YouTube, The BCP Report. No matter what platform you're watching or listening to this on, uh, there are notes below with links to all of our programming. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless. Hold tight. I will be back later today with more reporting.